Hey there. If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired. And when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day -day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. Well, hello there. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am sitting here with my cup of tea that my mother-in-law sent me. She always sends me tea from Austria. That's where my husband's from. And like most Europeans, um, tea is a very big part of her life. And it I adopted it when I lived abroad. And so Every time she sends a care package, she sends me new tea. And today I'm drinking a tea called, oh my gosh, it's called caramel apple pie, which sounds kind of disgusting. I'm kind of a purist when it comes to tea. I like, you know, I, I, I guess I like flavored tea sometimes. I'm a really big fan of rooibos tea, which is like that African um, red tea. And I like it when it's like vanilla or some kind of caramel flavoring sometimes. Um, but yeah, this kind of wasn't something that sounded great. I think she sent me a little package of um, different teas from the same brand. And one was called Strawberry Cheesecake. And I don't think I'm going to bring myself to um, actually try that one. But I don't know. Let me see what this one is like. Yeah, it's okay. It kind of tastes like one of those um, Yankee candles that you have at Christmas time, you know, that your mom plugs in and and uh, you just smell it throughout the house. It's kind of like that really artificial um, flavor. Yeah, it'll be okay. <laughs> I just thought, oh, I'll try it out. And sometimes I just toss them. Sorry. Uh, Erica, if you're listening to this, um, she is so sweet to send me these teas and I love them, but it's sometimes I'm like, eh, I think I'd just rather have a, a Darjeeling or Earl Grey or something, you know, a little more predictable. Anywho, enough about teas. Are you, by the way, are you a tea drinker? Do you like tea or coffee or what's your, what's your thing? I'm, I'm a real coffee drinker, but I'm trying to kind of get off of drinking too much coffee. I had upped my intake a lot over the last couple of months. And so I'm trying to just have one cup in the morning and then switch over to tea. Cause I really do love as a singer, I love to have, I love to drink warm things. Um, it just feels soothing, but I just can't keep doing all the caffeine. So trying to switch back over to tea and I actually need to probably go through, I have an entire cabinet full. It's a problem. I need to kind of go through and see what I use most and what I need to replenish and what I could probably toss. 
And I have a good friend of mine that I usually pass my teas down to if I don't drink them because I always know she's going to drink drink them. Lauren, if you're out there, you know who you are. All right, guys, today on our show, I wanted to wrap up this week. Um, we're talking about getting clear on what we really want. And I felt a little bit frustrated with this week, to be quite honest, because I wanted to just dive right into getting clear and doing some brainstorming and exercises. But I, I as I started kind of planning this week out, I got frustrated with the fact that, you know what, we can't get clear on what it is we're supposed to do unless we deal with some of these other things like comparison and um, just our own beliefs about what we're capable of. And then yesterday I talked about, or the, or the episode before t- this one, <laughs> I talked about um, admiration and the comparison versus admiration and how admiration can be a really great thing because then we um, look more into how we want to emulate someone else. And when I think of people I want to emulate, I I look at people throughout my life that I have really admired for one reason or another. And one is actually uh, my Aunt Georgia, who I actually named my daughter after. And she passed away at the young age of 30, and she died of skin cancer, of all things. And I just loved her so much, but I loved her uh, from, I was only probably 10 when she passed away. But her testimony of her faith was the biggest part of how much I admired her. She was an active Christian. And I say that in the sense of she didn't just say she was a Christian, but she lived it. And she showed her true colors as a Christian when she was dying. And she knew she was dying by writing out her testimony and people who knew her, even the the nurses in the hospital and people who were close to her, just, they were so impressed and it wasn't an act. I mean, I think if you're in your last moments, you can't possibly put up an act anymore. She truly lived out this whole idea of having joy through trials and believing that God was good even though her life was being taken from her. And still to this day, I cannot talk about her without crying because to me, that's what living life is all about. It's knowing that there's a higher calling. There's a higher purpose, that there's a bigger thing out there than you. And for her, that was God. And she believed that he worked everything together for her good. And I'm sure she had her ups and downs. And I'm sure she, um, you know, had moments where she really questioned God and doubted. I don't think she was perfect by any stretch. But I do believe that she sought that through to the very end. And I, we even had confirmation of that. She lived in Connecticut at the time of her death. We had confirmation of that because the nurses that took care of her at the hospital wrote our family 
and talked about her testimony to them and how they couldn't believe that she was so at peace, even at the time of her death, um, that she was able to laugh and joke with the nurses, and she was able to tell them frankly about God with boldness, and she was able to um, just have a sense of strength and beauty in the face of what we all think of as the worst possible thing, death. So I said all that to say, I I really believe that there is more to it than just uh, comparing ourselves and looking at other people's lives and wanting to be like them. I think it's more of a, what do we admire in others? And she's someone who I admire and have always, my whole life, wanted to emulate. So I wanted to start off today. Today's episode is about our desire for meaning. The world is full of people who pass their time spending money they don't have on things they don't need, as David Ramsey puts it. And it's also full of people who drink excessively or do recreational drugs to feel better or numb themselves from their current reality. And although not all of us are faced with spending problems or substance addictions or other extreme issues, many of us spend our days organizing our stuff, obsessively cleaning our kitchens, or staring blankly at a screen when we could be stepping into our true selves and living our lives out with intentionality and purpose. And that's what this is about today. Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl who opened up his psychiatry practice after surviving the horrors of Auschwitz, argued against Sigmund Freud's pleasure principle theory. He contended that the chief desire of man is not pleasure, but meaning. He went on to say that the man, that man is most tempted to distract himself with pleasure when his life was void of true purpose. And there's a book that he wrote about that, and I'll put it in the show notes if you want to check out check that out. One of my dear friends used to say, and she just passed away this year as well. Sorry, allergies are really bad actually today. <laughs> so I might be sniffling a little, but I'm going to try not to because that's annoying. Um, one of my dear friends used to say, loneliness is not the absence of affection, but the absence of direction. So whenever she said, she would say to me, whenever you're feeling lonely, it's not because there aren't people in your life surrounding you and loving you. It's because you aren't yet sure of where you belong or where you're going. In Chip Gaines's book, Capital Gains, which I just got done reading, love that book. It's a great read, by the way, if you want to go check it out. Chip asks the reader, what makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning? What puts a smile on your face? The kind you can't wipe off if you tried. What fascinates you, motivates you, overwhelms you in the very best sense? If you don't know, I suggest not wasting one more single day until you find out. Love that, don't you? 
When I think about things that have always made me want to jump out of bed in the morning and put a smile on my face, it always has to do with learning something new. Whether it's reading a book, taking a class, playing a new song on the piano, or working on a vocal skill I've just learned, I've always found that the process of learning and growing is what makes me tick. But I didn't realize this or know myself well enough well enough to pinpoint it early on. I guess I was more influenced by the people I was around and wanting to fit in so badly that I didn't even realize or recognize what excited me. In my circles in high school, specifically the people I knew, they were interested in partying and going out with friends, drinking a lot, and doing recreational drugs. Practicing an instrument or learning a new skill that I could do well was not acceptable in those circles. So as a result, I soon learned not to excel and not to choose what made me happy in order to be accepted in my crowd. Now that sounds like an extreme to some of you, but we do it every day in our own circles. Playdates with moms, coffee with friends, people that we interact with and in our workplace, people in our neighborhood, or people at our kids' schools. And I know Christians believe that our true meaning and purpose come from God. And while I do believe that to be ultimately true in the big scheme of things, and it was definitely true in the case of my Aunt Georgia, I actually want to talk today about the practical side of meaning. I do this because I believe we can have true meaning and perhaps even from our faith and yet still be walking around completely clueless as to the direction we should go in and without knowing what really lights us on fire. How do I know this? Because I've seen it firsthand in myself and in others, and it's very easy to fall into this trap. I've heard this said, and I've said it myself before. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing, so I'm just going to wait for a sign. Or I haven't been given an answer on that yet, so I'm just going to wait and see. The reason I'm going through this with you and the reason why I wanted to talk about comparison and admiration this week is because I want you and I to be firmly planted and rooted in what our true meaning is. And if you don't know, I want you to not waste one more single day, as Chip says, until you find out. Did you know that the odds, and I think this is so cool, if you've ever wondered what the odds are of us even being born, look it up. Google it. It's like one in a trillion. I'm serious. Have you ever thought about the odds of you actually being born? I love how Dr. Ali Benazir describes it. Imagine there was one life preserver thrown somewhere in some ocean, and there was exactly one turtle in all of these oceans swimming underwater somewhere. (laughs) The probability that you came about and exist today is the same as that turtle sticking its head out of the water in the middle of that life preserver on one try. 
So mama, if you're sitting around your house wondering if you were meant to do this or that, the answer is an astounding yes, you are. It's just a matter now of finding out what that looks like and how it works with your current role as a mother. But here's the glitch. When I even say this, I know there are many of you out there who are going to immediately think exactly what I felt. But my children bring me meaning. They are the reason I get up in the morning. They are who I'm supposed to be focusing on, not me. I should find joy and pleasure in raising these babies and nothing else, right? Right? Well, yeah. I mean, I I think so. You should feel a sense of fulfillment from being a parent. You should admire the children you brought into this world or you adopted. But that's just one facet of who you are. That's just one part of you. Let's look at it this way. Let's say you loved Mexican food. (laughs) Who doesn't, right? I do. But let's say you started just eating tacos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for about 18 years. Some of you are thinking, yeah, okay, that sounds pretty good. I love tacos. (laughs) Well, I do too. But have you ever tried just eating the same thing for every meal for more than a few days, even a couple days? It doesn't matter if it's tacos, a smoothie, or the most amazing Thanksgiving turkey, or even grandma's leftover pie. It just doesn't taste good after it's on repeat for more than a couple of days. Why is that? It's because we need Variety. Variety is the spice of life, they say. And we need meaning. We need to know that our lives are comprised of more than just changing diapers, cooking meals, folding laundry, doing dishes, going to work, coming home from work, going to baseball practice. We were made with a purpose. And yes, part of that purpose was to give birth and be a wife and be a homemaker, perhaps. But that's not all we're here to do. I believe with my whole heart that you have other God-given abilities and talents just below the surface. I believe you need to know what those are and be living them out in some way in order to feel whole and complete when it comes to your everyday life. Yes, I can and do find purpose, my meaning, my fulfillment and joy in knowing God and living out that relationship on the daily. Yes, it's an all-encompassing part that should guide me and direct my steps. But I also believe the part we miss many times is that we are individuals with unique abilities, thoughts, desires, and talents that were given to us by God. I believe we are creative beings with longings inside for us to create. And God calls us to those talents to use them for his glory. 
Some of you are extremely prolific in areas others could only dream of. You may love to write. You may be an awesome crafter. Perhaps you're a visual artist who enjoys creating beauty. Maybe you have an affinity for design. (laughs) Maybe you feel passionate about humanitarian issues that could use your expertise and commitment. Maybe, like me, you are a singer who has always enjoyed performing on stage with a choir or as a soloist. Or maybe you're a dancer who enjoys dancing and feels alive when you get on that dance floor. Whatever it is, the world needs you and what you have to offer. And if you're truly in the state of overwhelm as a mother and you can't even think about the possibility of taking on something else, that's fine. Maybe you need to press pause on this and come back to it later when your kids get a little older or when you get some of the routines and things figured out that you're in the midst of right now. We all go through seasons of life where you're just surviving. I'm not talking about that phase. That will pass. I promise you. But I speak to those of you who might perhaps be hiding behind the veil of motherhood a little too much. Maybe it feels safer to you than stepping out in your purpose. Maybe doing laundry and being a fanatic about the cleanliness of the countertops in your kitchen is your way of overcompensating for the lack of true meaning in your life. Ouch. Truth hurts, right? And I can only say that because I've done it. I've made some things a huge priority that were so silly and so irrelevant to who I was. And I made everyone else miserable around me. For me, not knowing my true meaning was a torture that I not only put myself through, but I put my family through as well. For years, I lived in a state of comparison, like I spoke about in episode 11. I had these things inside of me I knew I was good at and enjoyed doing. But for one reason or another, it just didn't seem possible for me to live them out. So instead of living out my true purpose, I would compare myself to other women on so many different levels that were irrelevant and unimportant. I would feel down about myself because their kitchen floors were clean and mine weren't. Not only were their kitchen floors clean, but they were newer. And here I was with 11-year-old torn, yellowed vinyl. And that always made me feel crappy. I would see the snacks they had prepared for their children on our playdates and wished I had the ability to throw together something that nutritious that my kids would actually eat. (laughs) I would also get down because other moms got their babies to sleep through the night at eight weeks and mine was still waking us up and crawling into our bed at three years. And that was my world. And that was what I got my feathers ruffled about then. (laughs) It seems so silly now 
not because those things were of that much importance to me personally, but I wasn't living in a state of knowing my purpose, so everyone else's better made me feel less. Can you relate to that at all? Can you relate to the idea that someone else is living out a better life than you are? And it might be the most minuscule thing. But if you're not living out your purpose and you don't know exactly what you're supposed to be doing, that's when those feelings creep in. And that's when they crept in for me. Tom Bilyeu, co-founder of Quest Nutrition and the author of the book Impact Theory, talks about this whole idea of passion being merely just a preference. He says we make too big a deal out of this word passion, and I agree. I think we get too caught up in wondering what it is we should do, and we should just look around at the things that we prefer. Maybe we prefer music over sports. That's me. Sorry, sports fans. I like sports too, but I like music more. Maybe we prefer chocolate over vanilla. Maybe we we prefer to bike instead of walk. There are a lot of preferences we have in our lives. And if we look at those in a way that shows the patterns, we can see some really common threads that go through our lives. And that's all passion is. We're taking something we prefer and we are building on it and investing in it. I've mentioned this before and I'm sure I'll mention it again, but I had a guide, a mentor, who just simply came up to me while I was standing behind the men's fragrance counter at the mall where I worked, 19 years old. And he said to me, what do you want to do? What do you like? And my answer was music. Well, then why don't you do it? And the actual answer was, I was thinking too hard. (laughs) I was trying to figure it out. But it was that moment that caused me to realize it doesn't have to be some big grandiose thing. I can just go for it, right? I can just try. And so I invested in that and I I invested my time and my energy and my money in getting not just one, but two music degrees. Our passions are merely a preference. And from that, we find our true purpose. I am a testimony to the fact that that purpose can morph and evolve and change over time. Your purpose may not be what you set out for it to be. It may change. I'm still a musician, don't get me wrong, but my life has changed to not really be able to facilitate me being a professional working musician because my priorities are different. 
So those are always things we can work through and we can change. But the point of this week is to get clear. I'll leave you again with, I feel, I feel like Chip's words are the best, right? If you don't know, I suggest not wasting one more single day until you find out. I second that, Chip. I second that. I wouldn't waste one more day figuring out what your purpose is and what you should be doing. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time. Bye-bye.